tonight. Proverbs 8.13. I love the Proverbs. I know many of you probably read a proverb a day. That's a good thing. Last week, I preached on the terrible, tiny tongue. And I was thinking about that this week. I said, you know, the problem we have with our tongue really comes from Sometimes strained relationships with one another, right? But where does that come from? Where do strained relationships come from? Well, it comes from pride. And I was thinking about that, so I titled the sermon tonight, The Powerful Problem with Pride. The Powerful Problem of Pride. These things are like weeds. You know, sometimes you grab a weed and you pull it and it comes right out. Sometimes you grab a weed and you pull and you pull and you pull and you don't just get a little bit, you get a handful. And so when we deal with surface areas like the tongue or bitterness of anger, what is the deeper problem? A lot of times it's the area of lust of the eyes or the pride of life, lust of the flesh. So tonight we're talking about the powerful problem of pride. Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Father, we ask again that you would come speak to our hearts, that you do what I cannot do, that you speak to the hearts of the people here tonight and maybe across the internet all over the world, that you would help us, Lord, to examine ourselves and see if this this powerful problem that almost all of us struggle with from time to time, the area of pride is in our life. And if so, help us to realize it and humble ourselves and change. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you would admit tonight that you struggle with pride? I'm, now, I'm, I'm preaching to you. But for those of you who didn't raise your hand, I'm really preaching to you. <laughs> Oh, boy. First of all, I want to talk about what pride is not. What pride is not. Sometimes we have uh, mixed ideas of what pride is not. Pride is not being thankful for who you are in Christ Jesus. Aren't you thankful for who you are in Christ Jesus? That you're new creatures in Christ, you're heirs, joint heirs with Jesus, you're a child of the King, you're blood-bought, you're redeemed, you're saved, you're justified, and someday, by the grace of God, you'll be glorified. Nothing wrong with being thankful for what we are in Christ Jesus. Being thankful the the night that you're an American. Aren't you glad you're an American? We've almost forgot to say that, right? Because of the troubles and problems and difficulties of our country, I'm still thankful and grateful that I live in the United States of America. And I can say that I'm an American. Thank God for that. But thank God even more that I can say I'm a Christian. And both of us ought to be able, both of those things we ought to be able to say and be thankful for and be grateful for. Secondly, there's nothing wrong with taking pride in a job well done. We ought to, right? We shouldn't do anything halfway. Mama taught me if you can't do your best at it, don't do it at all. 
We should take pride in accomplishments we, if we work. Yesterday, it was nice and cool outside, and we got outside, and we got this uh, palm bush. I mean, it's just nasty. It just goes every which way. And so we got out there, we trimmed it, we worked on it, all four of us, and after about two hours of working on it, we looked back, and the thing looked nice. And it was like, wow, that was good. That was great. You know, after every day of, a, of creation, God said, this is good. The things that we do, doing our best, working hard, we'll be able to say, you know, that's good. That's great. Thirdly, we ought to take pride in the accomplishments of others. Grandmama, if grandkid calls you and said, I got all A's, aren't you happy? Aren't you glad? Hey, when these girls go to state and they win fourth place, aren't we thankful for that? We're thankful for whatever they do, but we're thankful for the accomplishments in life. We ought to be thankful for what our kids do. Man, there's so many evil things out there that, folk, that folks focus on. How much more should we be thankful and, and, and glad for the good things that others do around us? So pride is not being thankful for who you are in Christ or taking pride in a job well done or taking pride or, or, or being thankful in the accomplishments of others. But what is pride? What is pride? Well, first of all, pride is an attitude of independence from God. It's an attitude of being independent from God. It's the one who says, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my ship. You may be the captain of your ship tonight, but your ship is sinking if you're the captain. Reason why we don't pray is often because of our pride. We don't believe God can take care of our problems. You see, pride is unreasonable. Pride is unapproachable. Pride is easily offended. Proud folks are stubborn folks. You heard the old phrase, stubborn as an old goat? Sometimes we're young mules and we're proud too, aren't we? Whether you're young or old or whoever you may be, pride can be in our lives. Proud people will not listen to wise counsel. You ever talk to somebody and you, you, you know they're going the wrong way and you try to tell them, you show them the Bible, you show them what is right, and they simply will not listen because of their pride. Pride is an independent attitude away from God. Pride is a spirit of ungratefulness. Doesn't, doesn't that characterize our generation today, being ungrateful? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, 7, For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? What do we have tonight that God hasn't given us? You say, well, man, I built my, I did this. Who gave you the brain to do that? Who gave you hands to do that? Who gave you the will? Who gave you the strength? Who gave you the power? Who gave you the consciousness to do that? All that we have all that we've had, and all that we ever will have is only because of God. We ought to be thankful for all He's done for us. It's having an independent spirit away from God. It's a, a spirit of being ungrateful for what God has done for us. And thirdly, it's when we esteem ourselves better than others. The great C.S. Lewis said these words, Pride gets, in, gets no pleasure out of having something only out of having more of it than the next man. It is the competition that makes you proud, the pleasure of being above the rest. Once the element of competition is gone, pride is gone. 
It's the guy who gets a new toy at Christmas. You know, boys go to be the men and they still get toys. It's just more expensive toys. The man who gets a toy at Christmas and he goes outside and he's playing with it. He's showing it. And then he sees his neighbor who has a toy that is bigger and nicer and more expensive than his. He goes from being glad to being sad. Just because the neighbor has one nicer than him. Don't we all do that from time to time? What does pride do in our life? Five things tonight. Five things that pride does. Number one, it defies God. Pride defies God. Proverbs 6, 16, These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven, are an abomination to him. The first one, verse 17, a proud look. A lying tongue, the hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift, running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among his brethren. The first thing is here, a proud look. It's not just something that God doesn't like, it's something that God hates. It's an abomination. Our pride is an abomination to God. Why does God hate pride so much? First, because it turned Lucifer into Satan. Lucifer, that created angel, must have been a magnificent angel. I would love to be able to see what he was before he chose to be Satan. A wonderful creation. But the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down through the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, listen to these personal pronouns, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the most of the congregation in the sides of the north. Time after time, he says, I will do this and I will do that. I will do this. Ultimately, he wanted to be God. And of course, he could not be God. The creation cannot go above the creator. So it was pride that turned Lucifer to Satan. It was pride that caused eat to eat of the fruit of the garden in the, in the garden of Eden. That old snake, the devil, said to Eve, Ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 5. And then in verse 6, the Bible says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. The snake said, the serpent said, which we know as the devil said, Hey, take of this fruit. Eat of this, eat of this fruit, and ye will be as gods. Remember the same thing the devil did to Jesus after 40 days of fasting in the desert. Hey, Look at this, look at this, look at these kingdoms. I'll, I'll give them to you. Just, just bow down and worship me. And doesn't he come to us often with the same temptation? Oh, if you'll only do this. Only if you'll only choose this path, I will give you this. But those promises are paste pearls. Those promises are fool's gold. How many of a Christian, how many of a person has gone the path of pride thinking that if I just make this decision, it will make me, it will help me, only to be destroyed? 
See, the Bible says that the pride defies God. But not only that, defiles man. The Bible says in, in Proverbs 16, 5, everyone that is proud of his heart is an abomination to the Lord from the heart, a high look and a proud heart. And the plowing of the wicked is sin. You see, pride comes from within, not without. Jesus said in Mark chapter 7, verse 21, from, for, from within, out of the heart of man, pursueth evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. And we often think, well, yeah, that's, that's when people get older and, and become adults. And, and that's, yeah, we, they, just, they just get proud. But doesn't it start in, as a child? Remember little children? Well, put a child in the nursery tonight. And have all kind of little toys around him. Then bring another little child in. And have that second child grab one of his toys. Well, the first toy will grab that toy from the second child, bop her over the head and say, that's mine. <laughs> How many of you have seen it? You've seen it. It starts as a child. And it goes our, our entire life if we allow it. The Bible says in Romans 3, 3.10, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. You see, the worm doesn't go from outside in it goes from inside out the egg is laid in the blossom of that apple and works its way outside of the apple it does go from the outside in it goes from the inside out the pride that we have in our life comes from our wicked hearts pride defies god pride defiles man Pride divides society. The Bible says in Proverbs 13.10, only by pride cometh contention. Only by pride. Proverbs 28.25, he that is of a proud heart stirreth up strife. Every division that's in this world is by pride. Wars are because of pride. Arguments are because of pride. Divorce and war, all because of pride. Problems within church starts with pride. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, Now beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing. There be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind, in the same judgment. For it hath been declared unto me, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I am of Paulus, I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were we baptized in the name of Paul? I met a man just last week by the name of Joe, who was talking about his troubles that he was having up, up north in his church to which he attends, and the problems which all started with pride. Pride. So often in life, we can disagree about the problem. But the problem becomes personal, and we start attacking the person instead of discussing the problem. You see, there are no problems too big to be solved. There are just too, too many people who are too small to solve the problem. 
a brother in Christ who may have a, a difference with one another, if they humble themselves and seek God and pray, can solve the problem if they choose. So you might be in a disagreement. And you might, even, you might even be right, but if our attitude is an attitude of pride, we're dead wrong. It's not just about whether we're right or, or wrong. What's our attitude in the midst of the disagreement? How much peace would we have if we replaced King Ego with King Jesus? If we just made a decision that I'm going to replace King Ego with King Jesus. This Thursday, there's going to be one piece of pie left. And you're going to eye that pie. That one last piece. It's your favorite. You've been waiting and watching and waiting and watching. And you know your wife wants that other piece so bad. And you think of some diabolical plan that during the commercial you're going to sneak up and get that piece of pie. Now, you can do that, and I've done it. I admit, I've done it. But you're going to get in trouble, and you know it. Is it worth it? No. (laughs) Just split it in half. Split it in half. It's not worth the pain. Just split it in half. And give her the bigger piece, man. (laughs) Oh, boy. What does pride do? It defies God. It defiles man. It It divides society. Because only by pride cometh contention. And it dishonors life. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, 2, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. Proverbs 18, 12, Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. Before honor is humility. Proverbs 29, 23. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. A proud person wants glory, recognition, esteem, and praise, but he loses all of those things because of his pride. Jesus taught us the way up is down. Philippians 2, 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is from which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He taught us the way. He's the pattern. The way up is the way down. I heard of a story of a frog who was wallowing in the mire of cold Michigan about this time. And he saw two Canadian geese going south, and he thought to himself, you know what, I'll put a twig between the two mouths of those Canadian geese, and I'll go south. And he was doing good. He bit onto that twig, and he was doing pretty good. He was going south, and he hit about Indiana. And some old farmer in Indiana looked up and said, man, that's pretty smart. I wonder who thought about that plan. And the frog said, me, splat. 
If he'd only kept his mouth shut, he'd be in Florida right now. (laughs) But doesn't that happen to us sometimes? Everything is going smooth, and then we take the credit for it. Oh, it was me. I did that. Oh, yeah, I was the one who, yeah, it was me. (laughs) Oh, how terrible pride is. Finally, it destroys souls. How many people are in hell tonight because of pride? How many people are in hell tonight because of pride? The Bible says in Proverbs 15, 25, the Lord will destroy the house of pride. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, 19, better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than divide the spoil with the proud. Financial, family, emotional, social, spiritual ruin all happens because of pride. What's the answer? 1 Peter 5, 5. The Bible says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisted the proud. He's not just not liking the proud. He resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. This past year, we were on our way out west. We stopped in Branson, Missouri. We got to go to the Sight and Sound uh, Theater. How many of you have been to the Sight and Sound Theater? Many of you. We got to watch the life of Samson. It's one thing to read it and how wonderful it is to read the life of Samson. I'm sure many of you have, if I have, uh, read the life of Samson in the book of Judges. But to watch his life, a man who had good parents, a man who had power, a man who was given purpose. He had great potential. But he had all those things, but because he did not obey the word of God, one day a woman by Delilah got a hold of his hair and cut it all off. And how horrible that was for Samson. And that strong man went from someone who was defeating and destroying the Philistines to someone who was blind and was grinding at the wheel and had to be led by a lad out amongst the Philistines. His life was destroyed because of pride. David, the sweet psalmist, who we read and quote, sing songs about, so much was given, so much known, but yet in a moment of pride, in a moment of lust, looked out and saw a woman who was not his wife, and he took her. And when you think about David, you think about Goliath and Bathsheba. Solomon, the man who wrote many of the Proverbs that we've quoted tonight, it wasn't because of a lack of knowledge. It wasn't because he didn't know better. He simply didn't do better. Because of his pride, he heaped upon himself many women which destroyed him and ultimately split the kingdom of Israel. The most spiritual man, the the wisest man, and the strongest man, all because of pride, all because of pride, knowing what is right and doing that was right 
it's not always the same thing, is it? You all know, I know the problem that pride causes in our life. And sometimes that is the most difficult thing. Because pride is like a sickness that everybody around us knows that we have, except us. We're coughing, we're hacking, we're sneezing, we got a sore throat, and we say to our wife, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, the prescription for pride is humility. And if we don't humble ourselves, brothers and sisters in Christ, God, our Father, will humble us because He loves us so much. You ever been humbled by God? I was driving out west past Branson, going out to see Pikes Peak, went down to Pagosa Springs, south central Colorado. I calculated all these days, how many days we're going to be gone, where we're going to go, all these different things, had it down, figured out, you know, I got so many time, so much time, I got so much time left, I had it all figured out, going to, going to Grand Canyon, I got to go see the Grand Canyon, it's, it's, it's the day I'm going to go see Grand Canyon, I figure I got one day left because I have to leave on Sunday, I'm on my way, it's a seven hour trip to get there, then I'm going to take two hours to see the Grand Canyon, and I'm going to drive seven hours back to Pagosa Springs, Colorado. I'm halfway there thinking it is Saturday. And one of my kids pipe up from the back, Hey, Dad, you know it's only Friday. I had two days. I thought I only had one day. And all I had to do was look at my watch, which says, Friday! I could have taken two days and saw the grandeur and the beauty of the Grand Canyon and the area around the Grand Canyon, but because I didn't humble myself and ask and look and make sure. Oh. But you know what? God in His mercy does that to us because we need it. Because we have a loving Heavenly Father that knows what's best for us. Sometimes we're humbled by sin. And sometimes we're humbled by circumstances. And we ought to ask regularly, God, if I'm struggling with the sin of pride, do what you need to do in my life so that pride does not destroy me. Do whatever it takes in my life so that pride does not destroy me. I found this book written by the Puritans. Puritans were some spiritual folk. This is what one of the Puritans said. Let me learn by paradox that the way down is the way up. That to be low is to be high. That the broken heart is the healed heart. That the contrite spirit is the rejoicing spirit. The repenting soul is the victorious soul. That to have nothing is to possess all. That to bear the cross is to wear the crown. That to give is to receive. That the valley is the place of vision. Let me find the light in my darkness, thy life in my death, thy joy in my sorrow, thy grace in my sin, thy riches in my poverty, thy glory in my valley. 
before I came here, I went down to Hope Hospice and was trying to minister to a man by the name of Dave Robertson. He's a close friend of Pastor Crichton. He has about a day or two left before he's going to pass on to heaven. When he was still lucid, he said to me, I pray that this cancer that God has given me will be used of God to bring my wife to Jesus Christ. What if we were that humble? That whatever happened to our li- in our lives, whatever happened to us and through it, that God would use it to help other people come to Jesus Christ. Father, forgive us of our pride. Forgive us of our arrogancy, our own way. Forgive us for doing things contrary to your will. Give us the spirit of humility. Help us to learn that the way up is down. May we follow your... If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.